guess I should turn the button on. It's always the key, man. <laughs> Having that button on. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz. B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz, you are now entering the Megacast, the Megacast. It is the Megacast. She's getting better, man, but she doesn't have a quite a uh, grasp over Migs yet. No, she's having a very difficult time with Migs. <laughs> I think she's a Steve Megs. Steve Megs. Steve Megs. <laughs> no, it's, it's a translation. It's tough for, uh, you know, certain words that when you speak robot, Australian robot, you just can't pull off. I bet Grace was up uh, Friday night like I was watching the... Uh the grand final of the uh, Australian Soccer League. Oh, I bet she was. Yeah, man. Most people don't know this, but uh, Australian robots uh, big into soccer. Yeah. Especially Australian rule soccer. Yeah. Well, I have a friend that's always tweeting about Sydney FC. They uh-huh. were in the final against uh, Melbourne, if you will. <laughs> How do they stack up against like you know, like the big ones, like the Arsenals, the Manchester? Would they just get their asses handed to them? Yeah, the Australian League's pretty close to our league. Okay. I would almost- okay. I would almost, I don't know. I might almost put it underneath our league. Oh, so you think like the Sounders could probably take on a high level like Sydney oh, FC? Yeah. Oh wow. I'd make that. I'd make that bet. Why the hell are you watching that? <laughs> well, thanks, Steve. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was on, and it was Friday. <laughs> I mean, that's the main reason. Australian League soccer because it's on. <laughs> that's their selling point. Well, I have this theory that if there's live sports on, I will watch them. Yeah. And then uh, also, you know, even not going out, it's still Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, you know, like, I feel like every Friday you kind of get that energy where it's like, all right, it's Friday night. Yeah. Like, you might have stuff to do on Saturday and Sunday, but it's it's different than having to go to work or school. Yeah. So you kind of get that juice flowing, and I was excited, and I was like, all right, like, what's what's going to happen here? And uh, had some shrimp. That I was eating at ten o'clock at night. I don't know why. And then, uh, then that game, like a shrimp cocktail, or like a like an actual like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I miss those days of having just like a giant like circle of shrimp cocktail in my refrigerator. I I love crushing those. Yeah, that's basically what I did. I had a container of uh, shrimps with tails on them. Dip and eat. Yeah, I was like, hey, it's the grand final. Yeah, I need some shrimp. (laughs) So yeah, I stayed up till like one o'clock watching that. Gosh, I watched uh, uh, NHL playoffs on Saturday, but I missed the actual game because we had stuff going on. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Um, so I watched uh, the rebroadcast, and I already knew the score, but I had my wife convinced I didn't, so she would let me watch the game. I'm like, nice it's the work. playoffs, right? So I'm like thinking, which game were you watching? Uh, it was the Rangers. Oh, the Rangers Caps. Well, no, that game was already done. Oh, it was so game it was, one. It was game one. So Rangers Lightning. All right, Rangers won. Well, I already knew they won. I think it was like four to one or whatever it was, but no, two to one they won. We're in the third period, and I'm like, "Oh, this is good." You know, I'm watching some good hockey. It's getting more and more intense, and we're watching on the NHL Network because they do replays. So I figured, "Oh, I'll just watch it that way." Well, my wife's sitting there watching it with me, and she rarely ever pays attention until this moment on the damn ticker underneath the scroll. They put the final score. Yeah. Why would you do that? I've just I've had that done to me on the NFL network before. Why did it I mean you gotta know. 
you got to know that right at that moment, there are some people that might not know the final score, like my wife, who's letting me watch this because she doesn't think I know the final score. So then she says, oh, look, Rangers won two to one. Why are we watching it still? Well, you bring up a great point. I guess we'll watch your show. I mean, I think when you have in the corner and you've established it's a replay, yeah. I think they're just assuming if you were going to watch it, you might DVR it, but you wouldn't go to them for the replay. I know. I don't know, man. You no, think, you're right. You think you could just edit out that specific score. Like a certain, that's the only game on on Saturday. That was. It's not like it would have taken a lot of editing. They could have just said, you know what, for the replay, let's just remove the ticker. Yeah, well, I you know I can't argue that either. Yeah, the problem is, I'm sure there's somebody being like, we got to have up to date. People need to tune in. You're right. We go. You're coming to the NHL Network for NHL news. I, I, I argued with myself with this because I was debating it. I'm like, <laughs> I should tweet about it, and I did. But I was like, at one point, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't tweet about this because maybe I'm like an idiot that thinks that assumes this. But everyone else is like, dummy, you're going in the NHL Network watching a replay. What did you expect? So I preface it even on my tweet. I already knew the outcome. I still think it's kind of weird that they put the final score while you're watching the game because there's the shot and it shows up there. 1-1, one, yeah. one, the game. And then at the bottom, it shows on the, on my tweet. It says, 2-1, to one, Rangers win. Yeah, I don't know because NFL Network does it too. I don't know what the answer is on that, Steve. There is no right answer. No. But you would think that there's a lot would... of wrongs, though, man. <laughs> a lot of wrongs, and that's that's what we're concentrating on today. That's right. It's a negative <laughs> podcast today. You guys are gonna just have to deal with it. Yeah, it's Monday. Neither one of us want to be here. <laughs> I have no no other point to bring up that would make it negative because actually things are good. Steve wants to go home. I just didn't want to be here in general. Yeah, it's Monday. So uh, how was your weekend there, the Ted Smith? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I was gonna talk. Do you mind if, uh, can we get the push-ups let's, out of the way? Because the yeah, TED Talk right, works right. into my weekend. Perfect. Let's <laughs> do right. that. Because I was actually kind of going off the deep end. I didn't even realize that we hadn't done the push-ups, but you're right. It's, it's all right, man. It's a dark, angry cast. <laughs> it just does what it wants. Miserable Migs. <laughs> and terrible Ted. Miserable Migs. I like that one, man. <laughs> the dark side of the podcast. Dun, dun. <laughs> get ready. We're going to bring it down. All right, well, let's do it. Uh, we did. <laughs> John, he did send us a, a tweet at the Megacast and says, Steve, I know you dig 21 Pilots. How about we get 10 to their new song, Fairly Local? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of 21 Pilots. A new album comes out tomorrow. I'm excited about the record. I don't know if you're down with the 21 Pilots. I, I don't know. Not, dude, you know what? My bad. Don't feel bad. It's like this... I think it's me and a bunch of 18-year-old girls that are fans of this band. All right. Like they, they appeal. They're kind of weird. They're kind of emo. They've got moments of hip-hop, moments of rock, moments of reggae. They mesh it together, but there's something special about what they're doing. I can't, I can't explain it, but they, they, they're unique and different. And lyrically, I think the guy sometimes hits some pretty cool topics and, and, and is rather interesting. So, they, Is it fair to say they shine some light on your dark world, Miserable Mix? <laughs> yes, yes, Terrible Ted. They definitely do. <laughs> It's like a beaking of sun and a small unicorn running by. When we go to uh, to the other wrestling federation, those will be our names when we go bad. That's right. <laughs> Miserable Migs and Terrible Ted. <laughs> We're coming to get you. <laughs> we don't even have signature moves. We just punch people. <laughs> yeah, and then kick them when they're down. Right. Oh, they got to stop it on them again. That's their signature move. When are they going to actually do a wrestling move? No, nope, they don't. They just come in and just swing. Sucker punches. Kick them in the st- balls. Just kicking guys on the ground. Poke them in the eye. That's our only move. 
<laughs> Matt starts, we poke him in the eye and then just beat the F out of him. Yeah, man. That's how miserable Migs and Terrible Ted do it. That's how we roll. All right, let's get Ted. Let's get your, uh, your, your, your heart racing, your blood pumping, and Ted. Your brain functioning. All right. Uh, all right, yeah, this is 21 Pilots. New record is out tomorrow. All right. So let's get 10 to them. You ready? Yeah, man. I lost my headphones. Ted gave it all. I like the vibe of this band. Yeah, I like it, but you're right. I can imagine it'd be us and a lot of 18-year-old kids. Yeah, my wife and I saw them at the uh, Neptune Theater, and man, I was—I felt like the oldest dude in the crowd. I think my wife might have been the second oldest person in the crowd, and she's 27. Was well, it as young as Brand New was years ago? Absolutely. All right. People, and people singing along to every word. And one of the weirder things that happened during the show is, I guess it must be something that they just do so people pick up on it. Everybody's holding up signs to just say thank you to them at the end of the show. Huh. It, was, it was weird. It was cool, but it was weird. It was like, well, I didn't get the memo. No one gave me a sign. Thanks, kids. <laughs> Ted Hawks, starring Tech Smith. Well, today's TED Talk's going to be about uh, expectations. And sometimes uh, expectations, you set them high, and life just doesn't live up to that. The point I'm getting to is sometimes uh, reality can be a harsh, uh, can be a harsh reality. Well, reality can be harsh. Look, reality sucks, all right? There's this is a terrible many- TED. <laughs> this Your terrible reality TED. is going to be a harsh reality. <laughs> Just saying, man, you know, let's say you you go on a hike to a lake on top of a mountain and you get up there and it's covered in a goddamn cloud and you can't see much. You just think you're on the moon. It doesn't reach expectations. It's my point, Steve. But yet you still got out there. You still got the hike done and you'll have to go back and do it again. So, you know, if things don't meet your uh, expectations, don't just throw them away. Don't get too down on yourself like Terrible Ted does. It'll be all right, but, you know, you got to know what's going on. So what mountain did you go to over the weekend? It's called Lake 22. It's the whole thing is you get up there and there's this lake, right? Uh Uh-huh. At the top of the mountain, there's a lake. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. And then uh, it's like when you're on top of the mountain, you're like in this giant bowl, right? And there's like other peaks around it and stuff. I couldn't see any of that. I was basically on the moon, Steve. There was just massive boulders and, and it was cloud and there was a mist. Where is this place? Uh, up north a little bit by Mount, I think it's on, it's, it's right by Mount Pilchuck. Okay. So we went up past, uh, through like Lake Stevens and stuff. Damn, dude. Oh, that's a hike. Lake Stevens is dope. I'm trying to think of if I've ever been to Lake Stevens. I know Vicky's from there. I mean, just the lake itself. And some of the houses on that lake are just like, just holy nice. cow. Yeah. Wow. 
Huh. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to live there, but... Well, it's a little bit of a track It's a little bit you, of a track, Especially yeah. since you don't drive. I don't own a vehicle. But no, it was, it was cool. But yeah, the hike was fun, but it was definitely like, like, well, we'll have to come back. Oh, that, so were you with like a group of people that were like, oh, you, you're going to, you know, it probably sucked for them too because they probably were hyping it to you and then you get there and they're like, this is exactly the opposite of what we hyped. Now we've got terrible Ted on our hands. <laughs> no, it was just me and my buddy Jay and uh-huh. his dog, right? Okay. Uh, but ironically, when we were getting closer to the to the lake... These two older ladies passed us. And when I say older, they, I want to say like they were in their 50s or whatever. <clears throat> and the one lady turned around and said, hey, the sun breaks out once you get to the lake. And we were like, all right, cool. And then we got up there. There was no sun. So then the whole ride, down, the whole walk down, it was like, she didn't seem like the type of woman that would be busting, <laughs> busting our chops. Right. Like, was she just effing with us? Right. Like almost being like, oh, we'll tell these two idiots that are going... That there's sun eventually, and they'll just stay up there and keep waiting for the sun. Yeah. Or my other thought was, maybe maybe there was sun for a minute, or maybe she knew it was so cloudy, she was just like, yeah, the sun's out when you get up there. And we were like, all right, cool. Well, how does Terrible Ted feel about it? What's his opinion? Uh, he's all right. <laughs> he doesn't give enough. He you know wouldn't what? even go hiking. I'll tell you what Terrible Ted was. Terrible. When I got into terrible Ted mode, was much more of I was. Uh, I was going to a party later that night. Okay, and I was supposed to go to dinner beforehand. Where was the party at? Uh, down in Pioneer Square. Okay, at like an art gallery, like a loft. Oh, how nice! Yeah, yeah, it was. I stayed for an hour and a half. <laughs> Eat some cheese. Got the f out. Actually, I had a piece of cheese and some strawberries. <laughs> but I was supposed to meet my buddy for dinner beforehand. Right. Terrible Ted's knees were feeling terrible. So I was like, hey, man, dinner's out. I just laid on my couch for like two hours and watched the Sounders match. Oh, no way. Yeah. And they put that much impact on him. Uh, yeah. Plus, I'm just an old man. Well, yeah. Yeah. We all are. Right? Yeah. I was like, going up, I was like, this this hike's easy as hell. And coming down, I was like, there's a lot of steps here. What's oh, with all yeah. the steps? And, and the body weight is now putting down. Yeah, it's yeah. pushing down on uh, it. Yeah, I'm with you. I would have probably sat on my couch, too. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, I got out. It was good. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what else I... We, well, we went to the Mariners game on Friday night. That was fun. Yeah. That was a winning at the end of the game. Nelson Cruz just... Jacked. Boomstick. Yeah, boom. Single. Walk off. Good night. That was awesome. <laughs> so just, trying to get out of Safeco Field when everybody's leaving at the same... Because that's not like a game where you were like, people are just kind of leaving. You know, there was no lead. It was one-to-one into the ninth inning. So here you are thinking, oh, are we going to extra innings or are we going to actually... So you don't know. So I'm like, ah, I guess, you know, I'm just going to have to wait it out. And then they win it at the end, and then everyone's leaving at the same time. And, man, it's just impossible to get out of Safeco Field at that point. Yeah. Well, and this will sound kind of arrogant, but I've been I've been kind of used to, like, getting tickets to stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, when you have a free ticket, I'm not yeah. always as inclined to stay to the end of the games. It's no. like, well, I didn't pay this pay for this ticket. So when you actually stay... At any sporting event or like a concert, I'm always like, Jesus Christ, this traffic's unbelievable. I know. And it's like, well, yeah, this is what everybody deals with when they go to the game if you stay till the end, dude. I tell you, miserable Migs, he was telling me, just go to the strip club, wait it out. <laughs> oh, you'll be better. Yeah. By the time you leave there, you get a couple of dances, parking's a breeze. <laughs> that is an option you can go with. I don't understand why more people, I mean, if you're, especially if you're a single dude. Or, you know, if your woman's fine with you going to strip clubs. I don't know. 
that seems to be a brilliant move. Just go to the game, walk across the street, or walk down the block, and then go just sit in the strip club for a little bit. Enjoy a couple dances. Yeah. Or the other move you can do, uh, if I had to guess, is uh, at the top of the seventh inning, get two beers. Because mm-hmm. uh, at the stretch, they're going to cut it off, right? Right. And then you nurse those beers. So then when the game ends... I like how you nurse those beers for the next three innings. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. What is that? Is that slow or fast? No, it just sounds is like that a, normal. I don't know. That's two beers and three innings sounds kind of like a lot of beer. <laughs> I'm like, nurse them. Don't drink them at your usual pace. Because <laughs> Ted's usually good for two an inning. <laughs> right? Well, the point I was trying to get to, miserable Migs, Eminem, is that you have that one beer left over. So when everybody's leaving, you just sit in the seats and go, oh, wait. And you got a, you got a beer to drink. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah, man, it works. I, I didn't know if you needed to say you need to nurse them. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give everything with a warning. Hey, so you know what? We're gonna take a quick break. We'll reset. All right. We want to talk about something that's causing a lot of controversy out there, all because of a certain person's monologue on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting conversation to have. So we might get a little serious in the next break, but you know, we'll have some fun with it. I'm sure. Yeah, you know. man. So, um, terrible Ted and miserable Migs. We'll be back. These guys don't play games. They are the realest dudes in the room. Well, they are the only guys in the room. But still, the Megacast will be back. All of these games we play, I can't even keep them all straight. Do we mean what we say? We got lines crossed all over the place, yeah. I can tell if I'm winning or losing. Somebody tell me what are we doing? Nobody ever comes out on top. Tell me, are we ever gonna stop? It's the ultimate season finale. One show, five hours long. Grey's Anatomy of the Good Wife with the Mad Men and the Vampire Diaries, Idol NCIS. Don't miss the medical terminology, the courtroom scenes, the sex, the violence, the cigarette smoking, the mystery, the fangs, and the music. Meredith Grey meets Alicia Florek at the hospital in the 60s where Don Draper is sleeping with a vampire and singing about murder. You won't have to watch another season finale ever. Grey's Anatomy of the Good Wife with the Mad Men and the Vampire Diaries, Idol NCIS. CIS this week on ABC, CBS, NBC, AMC. No, no, honey, I'm good. I can have another, but I probably should not. I got somebody at home, home, home. Now check it out. I got her, and she got me, and you got that ass, but I kindly gotta be like, oh, baby, no, baby, you got me all wrong, baby. My baby's already got all of my love. So no, no. Another, but I probably should not. I got somebody at home, and if I stay, I might not leave alone. No, honey, I'm good. I could have another, but I probably should not. I gotta bid you adieu to another. I'm confused. I don't know if I like this song or if I really hate it. What the? The mega cast is back. I'll stay true. Sorry, we were in the middle of a. <laughs> Knee-deep conversation. Miserable makes a terrible tear. We're having a little powwow. Knee-deep. Knee-deep. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, you know, before we get to the serious talk, which I'm sure won't be very serious, I want to touch on something that we talked about last week, uh, which was this board game that we came up with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of people are chiming in on the Megacast Twitter page at the Megacast. One person, Taylor, says, I'd buy this single dude's card game on the condition that the Mega and the Migscast families can contribute. Everybody I've brought this idea up, like this game where, you know, you just basically are just effing with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> people think it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it sounds brilliant. I just, the thing is, we have to get single guys to actually want to play it the most. Yeah. It seems like it would it'd be more fun for groups of people. It's We got to figure out a way to make it so that it's a group setting, but it's almost like when you pull one card... Like, even Vicky B and I, we were talking about it at the cystic fibrosis thing. Not on the microphones. That would be weird. But when we were just sitting and having lunch, like, we were saying, like, how, like, one of the cards could be, you have to kiss a dude. Right? <laughs> and that card can forever not be take, used that night. Like, if you, you're playing with all your buddies, but if one of your buddies then also pulls out the, you have to kiss a dude, or you have to kiss a girl, whatever it may be, whoever, what kind of genders you're playing. And if he pulls it, then all of a sudden, well, now we have the two cards. Those two have to kiss. Like, that could be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be crazy. Yeah. It seems like we're just getting set up for some weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, people like the game idea. Maybe they won't now if that's one of the card options. Well, it's 2015, too. I feel like I got to ask. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, different types of people out there and how yeah. people are identifying. Does it have to be a straight up dude? What well, if it's I a guess... dude with boobs? Okay, that's a good point. Like, you know what I mean? Then all of a sudden, any party you go to where you know you're playing this game, you're going to try and find an attractive dude with boobs. No, I mean like an actual person going through the transition, like a transgender person. <laughs> hey, bro, I know that you have boobs. Going to a party tonight, you want to come? Steve, I have boobs. It doesn't count. I'm still all man. You, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, but I'm saying like... No, I know what you mean. Like a, someone who's like... A, right, like a, yeah. like a pre-op transsexual. Like technically... Right? They still have male equipment, but they got female equipment, too, and it looks like a chick. <laughs> this pre-op transsexual person would be like, I'm getting invited to a lot of parties that I never was invited to now. Right? And they're all just giving me this one card saying, this is your card. Just I just get one kiss from these guys, and then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> Another person said, I, I would totally play that game. That's from Nicholas. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's where he found out he had to kiss a dude. Yeah, until that happens. Uh, another person just said, "This is a good one." I, I was, um, where is it? In my work, loud. Uh, okay, it's in my work van. It's loud from driving on I five. So, what sound comes up as I park? Hashtag <laughs> grapefruit lady. <laughs> the lady next to me was horrified. Oops, that's from Neil. Tell you what, uh, I'm entering into a very. Uh, uh, Going on like a retreat and stuff. Right. The point is, we're going to have to ease up on that sound for the next few weeks. Oh, do you think it's just going to sit in your head? Well, that and I can't... Uh, coming up here, I have a few weeks where there's oh. no uh, there's no releasing. Gotcha. That sound makes me... <laughs> Want to let loose. Want to let... Yeah. Thank you know, you, I got to be honest with you, Ted. I have to take back all the things I said about Lovely Angel. I rewatched the video. I don't know if I watched it in like a... And somehow the video I originally watched, I kind of stretched the video, but I watched it again, showing it to one of my buddies to explain to him. Yeah. And she's not nearly as unattractive as I thought. All right. So Shirley was big on yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was wrong. I'll be yeah. the I'm not I, saying I, she's hot. But she's way more attractive than what I let off. Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. 
My my bad. Miserable Migs like- is apologizing to Terrible Ted. <laughs> Little Migs just looked me in the eye. <laughs> oh, God damn it, I lost my train of thought there. Steve just went to adjust as you saw that story. And I'm like, why am I saying Steve Strong? Okay, so it wasn't a slip-up that you said Little Migs. No! That's how I was just like, oh, man. Uh, what the hell is happening today, man? Uh, it's an odd segment, Steve. Yeah, the whole podcast has been odd. Yeah, it has. It has. And I had a thought here. I'm trying to talk my way through it, but I'm searching my brain right now as I'm speaking, Steve. It's just not there. Uh, Angel. What's her name? Angel? Angel. The great I was going to say, I think she's maximizing what she has to work with, too. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's nothing better than watching people react when they first see her do that move. Yeah. It's like nobody's expecting that. No. It's awesome. Yeah. A sure. for effort. Oh, A plus. A plus. Absolutely. Plus. Plus. <laughs> and uh, one more tweet. We got, uh, actually, we had a few tweets about our conversation about the, 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 the protests. and the, All right. All right. And you were expecting that you were going to get beat up over the your, your opinion. And you thought, I okay, was. quite the opposite. All right. Lots of people in support of what you said, D. Ted Smith. It was very cool. Uh, Dave said, great show. Love the end. My wife was a cop for 15 years. Always caught stuff for not letting other cops get away with BS. Oh, well, there you go. Another person, Neil, says, good on you for pointing out the Mayday stuff on the Megacast, Ted. And uh, Billy says, uh, it's uh, cool that good friends, uh, he says, uh, Ted and Steve, such good friends that Steve can play devil's advocate without either getting mad. Yeah, that's what you thought until you heard this one with Terrible Ted and Miserable Migs. <laughs> We're going to revisit it in the next break. <laughs> We're going right. to fight about it. Let's do something serious, Ted. All right. It's now time for the Megacast to talk about serious. Serious. You're not serious. Don't say serious. 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 You want to get serious? Let's get serious. You can't hack serious. So don't say serious. 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 All right, <laughs> I love that one. We got to we, we got to we got to address this. I feel like uh, this is a perfect place to talk about it because I don't. Th- well, I I think we you and I I don't even know if we're going to disagree on this one. I have no idea what your opinion is. You don't know mine, but I feel like we could disagree on it, and it's not going to be the end of the world. All right. Uh, Saturday Night Live is making waves because of what uh, Louis C.K. did during the monologue, amongst other stuff. But the big talk was uh, his racy jokes, as they said. I watched the monologue. He started off talking about how he's kind of, I forget the term. He's like, he said he's mildly racist. Mildly racist. And I thought, so before I watched Saturday Night Live, I already saw the, I didn't know what people were pissed about, but I saw that a lot of people were tweeting and a lot of people were upset with his monologue. I didn't know what the content was other than it was quote unquote offensive. So I'm going into it waiting for the offensive joke. So when he started doing the, the racist stuff, I'm like, this is what people are freaking out about. I was like, this is nothing bad. Like he's just. Being a goof, like this isn't anything. Yeah, right. Then this is what happened. But the risk there is no worse life available to a human than being a caught child molester, <laughs> and yet they still do it. Which, from you, can only really surmise that it must be really good. I mean, from their point of view, from their not ours. But- no, I know a lot of people probably at that point were like, "What?" I could tell what he's trying to do right there. And and Louis, like, if you've ever seen his comedy, right, which is what he's doing in the monologue, he's just yeah. part of his bit. Yeah. He sets it up way down the line. Oh, absolutely. Talk about there was a child molester on his block and yep. how times were different. And that was pretty much the whole premise of the monologue was just him t- 
going back to the old days of how people were mildly racist or people there was a, nobody thought it was a big deal to have a child molester on their block. From their point of view, it must be amazing for them to risk so much. You can tell at that moment he's realizing the absurdity of what he's saying. You know what I mean? In the delivery. I, oh, I felt, yeah. I felt like the, if you read this, someone transcribed it, I would almost cringe a lot more. But I don't know, man. I'm watching this, and I'm, I'm, I feel like the way he delivered it makes the joke. Well, that was my issue. I got up Sunday morning, uh, saw the headlines that just said, Louis C.K. starts uproar because he made jokes about pedophilia. Mm-hmm. I just kind of let it go, and then later in the day, I watched it, and I thought the same thing. Like I read a couple of the quotes, and was like, huh. That seems kind of harsh. And then when I watched him deliver them, I was like, uh, this doesn't seem that bad. That's, now, I know, I think for SNL, it's it's a bit uh, scandalous, I guess. You're not usually going to have someone who's the guest host do pedophile jokes on Right. Yeah, but I don't think for comedy, especially the way he delivers comedy, I don't think he was that far off. I don't think anyone who knows Louis C.K. and his comedy would have been shocked by this routine. Like, if he did this in one of his stand-up specials and... Quite possibly, he has done something along these lines. I haven't seen all of his specials because he does a lot. He cranks those out quite frequently. He's very prolific when it comes to his yeah. his stand up comedy. I've never once been like, "Oh, that's just wrong," you know. But I can understand maybe if you're not familiar with Louis C.K. and you have this guy who looks like a dad up there, and you're thinking, "Oh, he's probably going to be fine," you know. You don't know Louis C.K.'s humor, and he just, which is probably why he did it, because it's such a stark con- contrast to what any other guest host would ever do. And that's his whole thing right now. So he likes making you uncomfortable. If you watch any of his show the last two years, like it's gone from kind of funny to like uncomfortable. He's trying to make points. And some of that stuff is too. And like, look, I do it. I had a conversation with my mom this weekend and she said something and I was way too sensitive about something. I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, terrible Ted reeked his ugly head. Yeah. And she was like, no, it's okay. And explained it. I was like, yeah, you're right. But with comedy too, like in no way is he saying that it's okay or anything, but it's like when you make jokes about Catholic priests, like, I get mm-hmm. people sometimes go, oh, you shouldn't make those jokes because it, it, it's dealing with a touchy subject. No pun intended. <laughs> but also... He's winking at me as he said that. It was intended. <laughs> but also, I think sometimes, too, you kind of need people like him, and, and those jokes need to be t- told, so it's still the acknowledgement of like, no, it's huh. okay to tell these jokes. They were molesting kids. Right. We can crack jokes on them and make fun of them. Right. Why they is, did a terrible thing. Why is the guy who's making the jokes about that stuff being crucified, but not the people who are actually doing it? Which has always been kind of like one of those things where it's like, okay, we're killing the messenger right now. And what is he really yeah. delivering? He's delivering jokes, and he, he thrives on that uncomfortable laugh. And man, I watched it, and I was just like, wow, that's funny. Yeah. I don't really, there are going to be people that aren't going to like the jokes. I get that. I'm having a hard time with this one just because of how passionate people get and they get a little overzealous and and they're like, if you don't agree with me, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, I don't know if it's that black and white. Well, it's not. And that's a problem too. This, this idea of social justice. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I, I, I I talked about it a while ago in the men's room, but I watched this whole thing on, uh, there's a woman, she made a terrible, terrible joke on Twitter, which... Nobody's denying that, but she made a terrible joke on Twitter. You fast forward, though, a year and a half later, like, she can't get a career. Like, her whole life is ruined, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's not that she's that bad of a person. She's actually just really bad at comedy, you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have made that joke at that time, Mm -hmm. but she didn't know, and and the, the social justice 
just comes down and like people are like, well, you can't have them and this and that. And that's the problem too, is that a lot of this uprise, right, is going to be on social media. Oh, all where, of people, it, yeah. where everybody's portraying this image of this and that and everything's fine. You know, like, and I get it. Nobody, nobody puts out there all the, the crappy stuff that's happened in their life, but you also can't be that harsh on everybody else because you mm-hmm. know there's dirty secrets in your families too. I don't know, like, if I wrote, like, I, he had to think in the back of his head, like, this is going to go a certain direction. I'm not sure what direction, but you're bringing up a very touchy, again, no pun intended, but yeah. you're bringing up a subject that's very polarizing. How's it going to go? You don't know, but he's a smart man to know that it, I think he knew full well going into it that there's going to be some kind of a backlash on Twitter. And he doesn't care either. No, no, clearly. He did it anyway. If he cared, he right. probably would have stopped fully. And he's a smart dude, too. Yeah, so I'm oh, sure, yeah. I, I mean, the worst thing I'd want to do with a guy like Louis C.K. is have to stop down with him and ask him to explain it. I felt like that joke was um, very intelligent in the sense of how he delivered it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the points he brought up were were really well done. It was really well thought out. It was just a very touchy... I can't, I can't do this, man. I keep saying touchy. I know, I know. <laughs> but he clearly did his homework and, and made sure that he did it in a way that... I mean, you can't question his intelligence. As sensitive as that subject is, also, it's a subject, frankly, that to this day needs to be brought up more in a lot of circles. For sure. You know, there's there's... There's a lot of things that go on and get swept under the carpet and stuff where they where it shouldn't be and people should be able to speak up. But some way, shape, or form, we should stop hiding and putting a blanket over this this topic because what in turn we're doing is causing these people who are afraid to speak up, we're giving them more reasons to be afraid to speak up because it's such a taboo subject. Yeah. So yeah. There's our serious talk for today. There you go. Yeah. All right. We'll come back and we'll talk about that doesn't I there's no good transition, man. No, you know man. What? Why don't we just take a break? No. We'll come back. These guys will stand up for you. The Megacast will be back. Introducing the Lindsay Lohan Daycare Center. Our alcohol-based curriculum ensures that nap time begins the minute your child arrives and ends about two or three in the afternoon or after Miss Lindsay finishes her monster energy drink and a carton of Newports. We never discipline your child at the Lilo Daycare Center. Tantrums are encouraged. Sure, your child may get an occasional timeout, but he or she will learn nothing from it and continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. But you'll never worry about your child eating paste because Miss Lindsay ate it all already. Your kids will enjoy exciting field trips with Miss Lindsay behind the wheel to courthouses, correctional facilities, rehab centers, and snack time at the Chateau Maman featuring DJ Samantha Ronson. And if your child wets their pants and has no extra pair of underwear, it's okay. Miss Lindsay never wears panties either. Simply put, it's early childhood development for your redheaded stepchild from ours. The Lindsay Lohan Daycare Center.
these guys like to drink a little bit. Hell. They even might smoke a little bit. The mega cast is back. I give dog drink a little bit. Smoke a little bit. Pop a little bit. I give dog drink a little bit. A little bit. Pop a little bit. I give dog. We ain't doing much. Trying to have a good time. Got four bad, bad. Man, the pleasure's all mine. Girls kissing girls. Best believe they all fine. Girl, girls kissing girls. Best believe they all fine. Let go. Drink a little bit. Smoke a little bit. Pop a little bit. I like this. Yeah. That's what we're about. We need this for next year's classic. If he's only going to drink a little bit, I guess two beers in two and a half innings would be too much for him. Drink a little bit in the seventh inning. <laughs> Pace yourself. <laughs> Slow down. Slow down. What's this guy's name? Uh, K-Camp? K-Camp? Slow down. Come on, man. What are you drinking? A beer in an inning? You're never going to make it, champ. You're never going to make it. You got to nurse that beer. You got two beers that need to last three innings. Can you do it? All right, let's turn things around. We had a serious conversation. Now I want to have a an interesting conversation. I want to talk about this he because he's just trying not to say what the subject's about. It's about sex. What we just talked it's about. about sex. Because <laughs> it's the seven things that's going to freak somebody out in bed. All right, is this and, uh, for women saying what guys do to freak them out? Uh, Ask men put it out. It's about the things that would freak her out. So it's uh, I guess they they got to peek inside the mind of a woman. To let us know the things that we think might be cool but aren't. Okay, is this like TMMA, X, double X, triple X? Team, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like for mature audiences oh. only, which means it's got to have some nudity, but it's not a porn. No. X means kind of softcore porn. Once you like double and triple, there's like insertion. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Trick a little bit, smoke a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Time to get effed up. People uh, need towels. <laughs> Alright, we'll go through them and we'll see. I think it's about, I'd say this is about like PG-13 R-rated. Okay, okay. Alright, so put the kids in the other room, kids. Fellas, ladies. <laughs> it's a good thing we have next week off. I think we need to like take a break. Yeah, maybe we do. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, I wrote down time we started. <laughs> You're all right. It's one of these days, man. It's one of these days. Before we started this one, I said, Steve, you sure we should do this one? He goes, yeah, man, I got it. <laughs> nah, I don't. That's all right. We're getting through it. Miserable Biggs. Terrible, Terrible Ted. Ted. You're two-time tag team champions of the world. The mega mad cast. Uh, all right, seven things that are going to freak her out in bed. Lord knows if we get through all seven, but we'll start with number seven. This is one I'm, I'm very curious to hear your opinion on, Ted. All right. All right. First thing. Women, uh, it's called the daddy talk. Women who are into the whole daddy thing are bizarrely overrepresented on film. Pro tip. Most of us aren't feeling it. Like saying daddy during sex time? Like give it to me. I'm not saying it. But yeah. Yeah. Referring to you. Like if you're with a chick... Her referring to you as daddy. Okay. Are you into that? <clears throat> No-ish? <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I seek out, but I have been with a couple of women where that has been been yelled, and at the time, it it seemed seemed right for the aggression, and, yeah. seemed, and I had fun with it still. <laughs> so I don't want to say... <laughs> 
What about you, Steve? You know, this is going to be a weird one because uh, I think the older I get, the less I think it's very good. The more I do not want to hear it. Like, my wife doesn't refer to me as daddy. I'm very glad she doesn't. But I think if I was like a, if I was single right now at 40, I ain't going to lie. I'll probably still try and holler at like 23, 24-year-old girls. Maybe sure. Even, hell, maybe even a 20-year-old girl for all that. I, why not? That would be too weird now because I could be their daddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I've never had it with a girl that say it to me that was that much. I don't know, man. The few times I've heard it, it's generally been kind of, I mean, in the midst of stuff. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. I I don't know why it's 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 constantly in porn and stuff. I'll tell you what creeped me out more than anything was, uh, have you ever like gone to a girl's like the house she grew up in and they want to have sex there? Yes. And like you know, the father is like like down the hall or like across like yeah. That creeps me out much more. I had an ex whose father was a like a decorated war vet in the Marines. Yeah, and he's just two doors down. And daughter wanted you know, and I'm who who are we to say no to that? I say we like Ted's lying in bed next to me. <laughs> get it, Steve. Go if you don't get it, I will. It's time to bring out that miserable Migs. Tag me in. <laughs> I'll be daddy. <laughs> I had it happen. There was a chick I used to have phone sex with uh, back when I was, gosh, I must have been like 25. She was probably like 22, maybe even 21 at the time. Never met her. No, met her once. And we stayed in touch. This is like back before like cell phones. So you just had to hope that they would answer the home phone. Nice. You know what I mean? But one time in the, the throes of phone sex passion, she said it. And it was just like, while, you know, doing what we do during phone sex. Yeah. It was exciting, man. It was like, ooh. Yeah, I, I think when I hear it, I don't necessarily think of it as like daddy is like as a father. Right. I think of it more as in the pimp term. Yeah. And you're like just the dominating I, it. It's like the eye poppy. I mean, you're telling me like, yeah. I mean, if you're with like a Latina chick, you want to, if they say eye poppy, you're probably going to be like, yeah. yeah just see. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I'm I can't say like it's a thing for me, but I've I've been a part of it. Well, lesson be learned. Apparently, women don't really feel it, so don't ask them to. If they volunteer it, I guess you just go with the flow. I have never asked. So you never said, "Hey, call me daddy." No. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you go with that one? I think like most normal dudes, the most I ever say is probably just like, "You like that." <laughs> The is I like, think I say the same stuff over and over. I gotta, oh, yeah. I gotta mix it up. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I gotta slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> Not yet ready. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Falling asleep right after sex. Uh I mean, I've done it, but I don't think that's my mo. I mean, I'm like, I'm within like 15 minutes of falling asleep. Are you? Yeah, sex drains me, which is funny because my wife is the complete opposite. That gives her energy. energy. Yeah, so she jumps out of bed. She's like ready to do stuff. She's like, let's do this, let's do that. And I'm like, I need to take a nap. Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth. If it's nighttime, I can easily roll over and go to sleep. If it's morning time, ah, that's not true. I mean, ideally, you have sex Saturday morning, then you can go right back to sleep. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just something that happens with guys, too. Well, how about there was an actual journal that put out, like, a cultural psychology journal put out a study, and it found that men fall asleep. This is what they believe is why men fall asleep. I guess they're talking about, like, one-night stands or 
early stages of a relationship. They do it to avoid commitment conversations out of the fear of a woman's superior verbal abilities. Hmm. It's an interesting point. Because I think about one time, again, I had phone sex with a girl that I was hooking up with, but I was like in another part of Washington. I think I was in Cheney at the time, and she was still back in you know the Northwest, Pacific Northwest, uh, around here. I love uh, phone sex. I love phone sex. Back yeah. in those days too. I love phone sex. Yeah, I stepped my game up. Nothing better, man. Because it's like it's like real life stuff going down, but they're not in the room. Huh? So you're just like after you're done, you're like, all right, well, we gotta go. Lost connection. Yeah. Or I would, I would always pull the... Apologies for being vulgar. I gotta go clean up. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's no clean up. I, you know. Yeah, I got you. You know what I mean. I yeah. Gotcha. All right. This is a very weird conversation, too. But uh, I don't have a hook in doing that, and then she's like, I need a place to stay. I gotta... I'm getting kicked out of my place, and I actually asked her to move in with me because I didn't know what to do at that point. And Wait a minute, after regular sex or after phone after sex? After phone sex. Had you had sex Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we were just not near each other, so like we were five hours apart. So, you know, while I was in the hotel room before I went to bed, called her up and we were talking, got a little, got a little frisky in the conversation, and then after the conversation, I just wanted to get off the phone, and then all of a sudden we're having this serious conversation, and she's stressing, and she's telling me all these problems, and she's like, blah, 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 and I just wanted to get off the phone, so I said, you could just move in with me. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, that was a terrible thing I just said. Fast forward, well, four years of her living with me. <laughs> you know the girl. Yeah. That's how it started. So I believe what they're saying. Yeah. Had I been able to fall asleep, she probably would have never moved in. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you are vulnerable right after sex. Yeah, you give them anything. Yeah. Some people give them 20s and 30s. I don't know. Giving them raises. Uh, They also say, you know, without tending to your partner because you went to bed, that's selfish and undignified, Ted. Yeah. I don't know. I've definitely had one night stands where that's the case because you don't want to talk a ton afterwards. Yeah. But- I don't know. I feel like if you're in a new relationship that feels like it's going to go somewhere, you're probably more apt to stay up a little bit longer and, you know, cuddle. Cuddle and quite possibly rebuild that stamina for, for, for another round. Yeah. All right. How about this one? We won't get to all seven, but that's okay. Uh, busting out sex toys right away. <laughs> yeah, that's probably bad. I feel like you've probably done that. I have. I have. I, that's why I said it that way. I have. <laughs> how did it go? Uh, two times it's gone well, one time it went bad. I assume that the one time that it went bad was the last time. Yeah. 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 Right. That kind of cut it off. Dude, how about when I made the move? Like, I get rid of, usually when I break up with someone, I get rid of all memories of them, like pictures, yeah. things, whatever. I never bothered to look at my nightstand. And when we moved into the house that I live in now, I still hadn't bothered to look in that nightstand. Eventually I went in it and I realized that there was a sex toy at the back of the nightstand in like a drawer that's been there for years. No kidding. And I'm like, I wonder if my like my wife has ever like noticed it. I eventually just threw it away. No. She would have said something. I think so too. Like, 100%. Why do you have this? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, I for several years, I'm glad that my wife's not a curious individual. Because if she did, I mean, that nightstand was right next to where she sleeps. Like she kept stuff in that drawer. She just didn't bother to go all the way. It was like a long drawer, so she never bothered to go in the back of it. Yeah. I dodged a bullet. 
Yeah, man. All right, good. Yeah, she she would have she would have said something. Oh, this is nice. I don't need to go into detail, but uh, trying for the back door. Yeah. Yeah. Ted, have you ever tried that? Uh, not on purpose, <laughs> but I've definitely uh, I've definitely had maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you'd been partying all day, and then when you got home, you weren't uh, your aim wasn't the best. Yeah, <laughs> but you're still giving the good college effort with the thrust. Correct. Did she get mad? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did she believe you that you were genuinely not trying to be that guy? Y- yeah, but okay. it didn't take away from pain. <laughs> That's terrible, Ted. He's terrible, Ted. Don't give pain, a- <laughs> like Mr. T. Uh, one more. Let's see. I mean, they, they say try, being too tough or tender. Uh, I guess, you know, you, you don't want to be aggressive. You don't want to be a perverted monster, but you don't want to be overly sensitive. So it's a, it's an impossible task. Yeah, and I mean, those are all different things, too. If you're talking about a one-night stand or a girl you right. like or right. this and that, you know, like, I mean, honestly, I think a lot most relationships I've gotten into, the sex gets better after like a couple months or whatever because you kind of get more used to what each other likes. Yeah, but and at first you're nervous, man. It's the first time you've been naked in front of this person, and you kind of want to impress them because you want it to happen more than once. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, dreams that don't involve her. I never share any of my dreams like with my wife, unless they're just ridiculous. But like, why would you share a dream that doesn't involve her? Ted? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I don't. I guess I would say I try not to dream about other women. You can't control it, though. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they just pop in there. They, they're in your contract. I mean, look, there's women that I don't want to sleep with. Right. That sometimes show up in my dreams, and there's something like it seems like there's going to be a sexual encounter, and it's like, what is going on in there, man? You know? <laughs> Dream state Ted's looking like, wake up, man. Wake up. I'm yeah. about to have sex with this girl, and I don't want to. Or you, well, it's more like I just wake up the next day and be like, Dream Ted, what are you doing? Your standards are way too low. What's, yeah. Have you Dream- ever had a, a sex dream about a coworker? Yeah. One that's currently working right now? I don't think so. There's nobody here right now I want to bang. <laughs> so, nobody? No. no, maybe I just haven't hung out with enough of them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just in a weird phase. I'm just like, eh. Yeah, there's, there's some females back there. Ted's growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't say that. There's obviously some I find very attractive. There's no I have. There's no girl I have like a crush on here. Right. There's nobody that like when she walks by you and like I gotta I gotta engage in a conversation with her. Yeah. 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 I, I think I, I think most of the, the the anybody I think that I'm like man that's a good looking woman like they're already married so it's kind of like all right. Uh, before we go, I wanted to share. I, I just remembered a story that popped in my head. <laughs> has nothing to do with sex. All right. It has to do with uh, lubricant, but the kind that's Purell. All right. It was a weird... So yesterday, we did the Great Strides thing, right? And he had to leave, so he couldn't stay and go up on stage with us and talk with Stephen Hauschka from the Seahawks. Who's he? The kicker. Oh, St- no. All right. Stephen Hauschka was there. He couldn't stay. Right. He all wasn't right. able to... He came down, took pictures, met some people. And, you know, so he was getting ready to leave. And so they're like, hey, do you want to get a quick picture with him? He's over at the other end, like around the corner. He just wanted to get away from everyone because he needs to go like almost like in the next two minutes. And he didn't want to be rude and walk off on some people. I'm like, cool, yeah. I ran over there. And as I ran over there, he's just lathering his hands with Purell because he was probably shaking a million people's hands yeah. to kill the germs. So I didn't know what to do. And I, like, he looked at me and I was like, 
at that point, when someone Purell's up, do you just ignore? Like, do you just choose not to shake their hand? Well, I mean, I think you should have shoulder bumped them. I didn't do anything. You should have just ran over, just kind of jumped up. up, shoulder bumped them, and moved on. I mean, I, you're right. He just Purell'd, so he doesn't want to shake another hand. No. And I, I, so I see it, and I'm like, I don't really want to shake his hand because it's still slimy. Could you pound it? I guess I could have tried to go for the fist. I mean, knowing you, he's another big-time uh, celebrity that's good with his feet as an athlete. So you didn't just wink at him. <laughs> <laughs> should have. Right. I did put my arm around him. All right. So you, you got some contact in there. Oh, yeah, we touched. Is it he was, taller than you or he's shorter? Like my height. All right. He's a very handsome man. Is he? Like, I don't know why I never, like, paid attention. <laughs> you know what? This is a weird podcast, Keep bro. Keep going, Steve. I no. want to hear this. No. <laughs> You're sorry you never paid attention to how attractive Seahawks kicker is. I just never noticed that he was a handsome dude. Like, he's like like a stunningly handsome man. He has nice hair, very nice smile, dresses nice. <laughs> he's put together well. Yeah, I was glad my wife wasn't around. How's his butt? <laughs> it's firm. My hand was on it. Don't worry, bro. I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm just going to s- the picture, you goosome. That would have been awesome. Sorry, bro. I pulled the card out of this new game that we created, and it said, grab the ass of the Seattle Seahawks kicker. Yeah, I mean, hey, look. If you pull the card and says, kiss a dude, or kiss a dude, I like that you're shooting for the stars and going, how's you? <laughs> that, that alarm could not come at a better time. Saved by the bell. I don't even know if this podcast should get released. <laughs> but for some stupid reason, it will be. Yeah. All right, Ted. Next yeah. week, you're off. Next week, I am. You're off going somewhere. Yeah. Going on a retreat for a week. I'll, uh-huh. be, uh, I'll be staying in a tent kind of by myself in isolation. Mm. So I'm going to do that for a while. Yeah. Who knows, man? The next podcast, I don't know. I might have a lot to say. I might not have. I might be a monk. A whole week in a tent by yourself. Yeah, like nine days. Nine days. Yeah. You... I mean, there'll be some interaction. Like, I'll go up and kind of work in the garden during the day. But I know, man. I feel like, I feel like I'm Jesus or something. <laughs> Sorry, not that I'm Jesus, but it's just like, right. I'll go up and work in the garden, drink some tea around four, go back into my cave. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. I like. They're like, yeah, you chop wood. I was like, yeah, I'll have a fire every night. But what do you do around fires? You drink beers and smoke weed. I can't right. do any of that while I'm there. So what do you do then? I don't know, Steve. That is the big thing that's worrying me. It's why I got to go kind of fear their faces fear. Why do you got to face this fear? So I want to find answers, Steve. They're somewhere inside of me. I want to go deeper, man. All right. Yeah. I don't know. You know me. I'm a weirdo. I'm always into something. I appreciate that. I respect <laughs> that. So next week, no megacast. No megacast. Just whatever you're doing, just know you're living a much luxurious life than right. I am. So hey, since this one was so stellar, why don't you listen to it twice? Yeah. Once this week and once next week. Yeah. All right. I think it's time for us to get 10, Ted. Yeah, let's get 10 more, Miserable Mix. All right, Terrible Ted. It's that time. Thank you for listening. Don't tell your friends about this one. <laughs> Have them listen to last week's episode. Right? Yeah, that was yeah. a good mixture of funny and serious. Yeah, this one was just awkward. I'm not really sure what we're into on this one. No, I don't know why I professed my love for Steven Hauska, <laughs> but I kind of did. <laughs> let's get 10. Oh, boy.
Here we go. I'm evil to the core. When I shouldn't do, I will. It's so emotional. What I want to say, I'll kill. Is that who I truly am? I truly don't have a chance. Tomorrow, I'll keep a beat. And repeat yesterday's dance. Yo, this song will never be on the radio. Even if I click with a pick and the people would have vote, it's a few to proud and the emotion. Conversation about how school will never be on the radio, too. <laughs> I mean, he must be that good looking. I'll show you a picture. Hold on. He obviously caught your attention. Look at that picture. I mean, Mr. Halcyon is attractive, but not what I expected. The way you were describing him, I was expecting uh, longer, blacker hair. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah.